Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The FT. From the Financial Times, this is Hard Currency. Well, thank heavens for that. Earlier today, the Federal Open Market Committee decided to raise the target range for the federal funds rate by one quarter percentage point, bringing it to one quarter to one half percent. This action marks the end of an extraordinary seven-year period during which the federal funds rate was held near zero to support the recovery of the economy. Welcome to Hard Currency, the FT podcast looking at the big events each week in the foreign exchange market, the world's biggest. We could call it not just the week's biggest event, but perhaps the year's biggest event, or even longer. Finally, finally, the Federal Reserve and its chair, Janet Yellen, have shown the courage of their convictions and hiked rates for the first time since 2006. Is it historic, or maybe just symbolic, or perhaps all just pretty insignificant in the overall scheme of things? After all, a quarter-point rise is hardly going to frighten the horses. So what has really changed? Joining me to look at the hike is Roger Hallam, the currency's chief investment officer at JP Morgan Asset Management. Roger, what was your big takeaway from the hike? I think my big takeaway is that looking forwards, it is going to be um, US dollar supportive. I think uh, we've been waiting for this for some time, as, as, as you suggested. Our view had been for much of the past couple of years, the dollar's strength has been driven by actually easing by other central banks. You can think about the move by the ECB or the BOJ to start their quantitative easing programs or indeed extend them. But over the second half of this year, we were looking for normalization from the Federal Reserve to be the second win to the long dollar trade. We finally started. Oh, we've got it. Yeah, we've started. Got it, yeah. And what about how she delivered it and how the market reacted? What were your takeaways from those? I think the Federal Reserve would be very pleased with yesterday's market reaction. When you look at a cross asset class reaction, equities went up, fixed income yields were flat to actually slightly down in the long end. And the dollar didn't react in in, a rally to any huge extent. So financial conditions actually eased yesterday. So I think they'll be very pleased. It was all priced in. It was all to be expected. Well, there was a lot of uncertainty exactly the messaging they would give. Certainly, there was a lot of uncertainty surrounding the dots. But certainly, the market has taken the reaction in its stride. So do we say it's all hail Queen Janet? I mean, did did she play an absolutely brilliant hand here? Or was she actually lucky? I mean, mean, three months ago, the market was uh, pretty distrustful of the Fed and their signalling. The the Fed committee was split after all. So we've actually come quite a long way in those three months. Yeah, I I think think to be fair to the Fed, a few months ago, the global outlook was looking a lot less certain. In particular, if you remember back to that period, So the stress we were seeing in Chinese markets, the large falls we'd seen in the equity market, did suggest the external environment was presenting quite substantial risks to the US economy. Now, if we look forward, or if we mark ourselves to market now, we've had 
easing from other central banks in the world. We have the, the ECB easing to underscore European growth. And we've seen action from the Chinese authorities to attempt to stabilize growth there. So, you know, the external environment from a US perspective does look that much more favorable. And obviously, the Federal Reserve has responded to that, a better external environment, whilst the domestic economy has, has trundled on so at a reasonable pace. N- not so much that she's been lucky, but that she's been helped along the way by uh, her counterparts. I think that's fair, and that their faith that the domestic economy would remain strong has been rewarded. OK, so on those central banks, I mean, now that we're in this kind of um, divergence era, how are they going to respond? I mean, again, like the market, they've been expecting this to happen. So they could either stay pat or they could perhaps feel the courage of their own convictions. I think, as you say, this is the Fed's been signalling this for some mm. time. So I don't think any central bank will be surprised by the Fed's actions last night. I think what a number of central banks have said, the ECB, the the Bank of Canada, is that if the Federal Reserve tightening caused an undue tightening in their own domestic financial conditions, that is something they would respond to. Now, that tightening could come through uh, the currencies or higher fixed income yields. Now, we're not expecting fixed income yields to arise materially from here. But if they did, you could certainly see those central banks respond to cap their own domestic um, yields by easing policy further. Yes, the ECB included, or do you think they might just wait to see how the US economy pushes on and whether a second hike is around the corner? Oh, I, th- I think, in, 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 certainly from the ECB, their, the policies, their current policy um, settings are likely to be with us for some time. Uh, but what they have said is if the Fed cycle led to a change in mm. their own domestic financial conditions, let's say bond yields start to sell off significantly yes. and start to tighten financial conditions, that is something they could and would respond to. So I think no change expected, but yeah, they could act. And let's look at that path. And did you get any clues last night about the big question, which is, is it going to be two, is it going to be four next year? Yeah, I mean, I think from my personal perspective, the median dots, uh, the dot plot, was more hawkish than I anticipated. I expect the Fed to do between three and four next year, but I was expecting them to project something between two or three. And so the fact that they projected four hikes next, I think, is interesting. I think it's supportive for the dollar. I look at where fixed income yields are priced at the front end. They're pricing nothing like four rate hikes next year. So if they're going to deliver broadly what their projections um, sort of say they will, I think you could still see yields rise above forwards at the front end of the US yield curve. Yes, it was that slight, uh, not contradiction, but but a difference between the, as you say, the median dots and her message of gradual, gradual, gradual. Well, uh, that is gradual. I mean, in in terms from a historic perspective, four rate hikes next year would still be one of the slowest hiking cycles we have seen from the Federal Reserve. So I don't think there was a material difference between her commentary and the dots. Of course, they are data dependent. Mm. If the economy develops as we expect, which is something like two and a quarter percent growth next year, ongoing strength in the labour market, the unemployment rate will fall well below five next year, and they will it, to do four hikes next year will be the right response. Yes. Just to be a bit more specific, but, but your estimate for the dollar against uh, the the big one, the euro next year, what are you, what have you been looking at? Yeah, I mean. We expect policy divergence between the Federal Reserve and the ECB to push euro dollar to new lows in the first quarter of next year. Whether we, I personally, I'm not convinced we'll break parity. Mm-hmm. The euro has is fundamentally sound. It is a cheap currency from a long-term PPP perspective. 
but we do expect policy divergence to push it lower. And then into the second half of next year, I think we'll need to see how the US economy is responding to normalization from the Federal Reserve. If growth remains strong, then we'll certainly be testing parity. If actually the economy doesn't fare so well in the second half of next year, given the Fed is now normalizing rates, yeah, we may well euro dollar end the year higher than it starts, but I think, right. but we think we'll make those judgments later in the year. But for now, um, we see new lows in the, the first quarter of next year. Okay, and you talk about the data dependency. Hard currency podcast is going to be taking a two week break. You may be doing so yourself. But so when we get back in January, that first week, the week beginning Jan four, what do you think is going to be the market move on that? You you are dollar positive. So can you envisage in that first week? a kind of a delayed reaction from the Fed hike, the momentum really start in that first week? Or will it be very data dependent again? I mean, I, I, I think actually we still potentially have a, a busy few days in front of us for this year. And okay. I, I think we, we'll, we've seen a bit more of reaction in terms of the dollar to yesterday's news um, today, Thursday. Yeah. But if we were to close the markets today, I think in the early stages of next year, people have reduced some of their long dollar positionings because of the Christmas break. I suspect you're going to see people trying to rebuild those long dollar positions in the early stages of next year, looking for new lows, as I say, in things like euro dollar and new highs and things mm. like dollar cad, those, those sorts of trades. So was it a big deal? How historic was this event? I think it is historic. I mean, there were, if you wind the clock back a few years ago, there were a number of people suggesting that the Fed may never get off zero, that we may, we may well be entering, uh, the US may be turning into Japan. And I think what last night's events proved was that the US authorities and indeed the UK authorities were right to be as aggressive as they were in terms of their response to the financial crisis through significant easing of monetary policy, through the recapitalization of the banks through the aggressive QE. And through those sort of forceful actions, we have avoided some of the mistakes of the past and we can look forward to better economic times ahead. So it was worth the wait. My thanks to Roger Hallam at JP Morgan Asset Management. So that's it from Hard Currency for a year, an appropriately notable way to the end of what's been a turbulent, exciting, always unfathomable 12 months in FX. Like everyone else, we're all pretty exhausted and are heading off on a two-week break. So see you in uh, 2016 on January the 8th, to be precise. From producer Fiona Simon and myself, Roger Blitz, have a very happy Christmas. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you might like to try our FT News podcasts, which focus on one of the main issues of the day and bring you the insights and expertise of our global network of journalists, as well as outside contributors. You can download these at ft.com slash podcasts most days of the week.